Welcome everybody. This is the very first part of what we're going to call the ability series. And this series is just a list of things that we oftentimes hear women say that we as men do not know how to account or how to give in any form of a relationship. And even though I said account, that's actually the very first ability that we're going to tackle. And part one is a piece that we're going to call one or the other. And I have an amazing guest who kind of stands alone in the field of content and creativity that he does, where he kind of, you know, challenges and channels marital relationship issues. And um, that person is Sean Heineman. He reached out to me some time ago in just um, brotherly love, just explaining to me how he enjoyed the show and not realizing that we begin to cultivate a relationship. And I also respect everything that he's doing as well. So we kind of mesh the two worlds and one or the other is simply saying having the, the leadership skills and the ability to assess the best of two variables. So we kind of touch on different variables of what it means to decide between one or the other. And of course, this is the very first part of what we're going to call the ability series. And the first ability that we're touching is accountability. So not only should you enjoy this piece, but you should enjoy all of the pieces thereafter. I'm promising you that this is going to be good. And we're going to see where this introduction to the ability series takes us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. We're going to get right into one or the other. Welcome to the ability series, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is a project I decided to create to have some very hard discussions with men in terms of different abilities such as accountability, capability, dependability, most of the things that you hear from our families, our friends, and you know, various other areas that we exist in. And here is where we have conversations with men about the things that we weren't fortunate enough to have um young as um young boys to correct those boyish behaviors some of us men are still displaying um but of course that's with no judgment we're just simply trying to have honest open conversations to eventually help us to be able to have a much better ability in terms of those things and today we are speaking with a brother who is an advocate of redemption and redetermination in terms of failed relationships and marriage and someone who is providing hope to those who are terrified to try things again one of those things is love and i have him here to discuss our abilities in terms of responsibility and respect for our women um, we have Sean Heineman here, who is the host of It's Scary to Remarry on the very first part of the Account Ability Series. What's going on, my brother? BJ, what's good, man? I'm excited about this. This is so, so dope. I'm super um, appreciative to be able to build with you. It was it was really dope to, you know, have you reach out about collaborating because, um, as you know, um, I don't really have men who kind of like come through to talk on my platform at all. And 
when you did, it allowed me to begin this process of just kind of like, you know, being like the, I don't know if it's like the, the bigger brother to, you know, those guys that are much older than me to like make them comfortable to say, Hey, let, let's talk on the mic and, you know, let's really try some things. It was, you know, it really inspired me to like get this thing going. So I'm super appreciative of you, man. Look, I, I've been listening to your show, man, for a while. Yeah. And every time I listen, I'm like, this brother dropped so many gems and I had to reach out to you. So to actually listen, to be a long time listener and then to actually get on your show, man, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. So let's, let's help some brothers out today. Oh man, that's going to be what we do right now. So, uh, today is the day we look at like development in a very critical way. And, um, I chose you for this conversation because there is some things that you do really well to help us see the importance of partnership. And there's a lot of who we are today that is suffering from the lack of partnership, even in younger development, because it has to be somebody there to practice these things with you. And so we want to kind of talk about the development that we tend to not have when we take responsibility for women. Let's just go to the example. We are being challenged by our families to be more present, active and intentional in terms of love and respect for our women. And when I went back to my own personal development, I was fortunate to have. I ironically realized that it did not come from men. It was because I was raised by women. My development as a man was uh, highly influenced by women. And that was because men were absent. But when I say absent, it's not to say that they weren't there. They just weren't present in the development because they took the responsibilities of working and doing what they had to do to provide for the family. And in thinking about me as a man, I began to ask a question, which is going to get this conversation started. Um, how does a man decide to balance responsibility and home when one is introduced as more of a priority than the other? Because home is the family, the wife, the kids, the center of what is supposed to be your responsibility, but you tend to place their care and provisions above those, those people, because that was pretty much what was presented to you in the very beginning. It was like, if you don't have the money, if you can't bring home the bacon, you ain't a man. So now mm -hmm. you're like struggling to find a place within responsibility and also family. So how do you prioritize when one is presented as more of a priority than the other? Mm, I, I think a lot of brothers struggle with this. I've struggled with it before. Mm -hmm. um, no man is is immune to this, this fight, right? Right. Um, I think a lot of it when it comes to family, because that's the key word in this family. And as men, we have to provide. But I think a lot of times it depends on the woman you're with and having a game plan because 
when when you can give, and I've noticed this in my own life, when you can give your wife a game plan, you say, um, for the next three years, we need to grind so we can get to this place. Or, you know, just coming up with a game plan so that way when you can make her feel comfortable in that, she's definitely willing to help you achieve that goal. Whether you going back to school, you plan on starting a business, whatever it is. And some of those things, when you go through those times, uh, she'll, <clears throat> she'll stick with you. She'll make sure you get to that place that you need to go to. And that way you, maybe you can have some more, uh, financial freedom. Maybe that, maybe that even looks in the form of paying off debt, whatever it is, just to, to free up that necessary time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a man, you might not have to work as much because even your lifestyle, right? I think this is where a lot of guys miss it too. We probably try to live a certain lifestyle. We live above our means. And sometimes that requires us to work 70, 80 hours, you know, trying to keep this certain lifestyle up. But a lot of it depends on the woman that you have. And if you have those kind of goals, then I do believe that she'll help you get there and you'll be able to balance those things out because you already discussed with her what we plan on doing. I think the problem comes into play when we just working and he's always out the house and she has no idea what's going on. And I think that's the key piece when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to speak direct to that subject, which to me is the most important um, piece, the subject of one or the other, the, the discernment to make the most important decision to make the best choice in all variables that you're in as a man, as well as effective decision-making for not only self, but the entire unit. Because one of the mistakes of underdevelopment of our boys who become men is that all of what we were taught, one thing was missing. And to me, that was family and our women, our responsibilities as well, right? Right. And to be technical is much more than just stepping up in times of challenge or danger is to be made fully aware of the family's needs in detail. And that's a skill set that is very hard to accomplish when you know how to handle the outside responsibility a lot better than you know how to handle the internal, the the family structure, the family's needs and feelings. And it's truly not a man's fault that this is where he is because he had no hand in his own development, but it's not really something that you can overlook today without feeling as though it lacks moral and integrity when it comes to the man that you've become, because family has to be the center and of course if this is what we're promoting we have to figure out why we're so disconnected from the idea of family and and marriage and these things that are entities that we should you know really take pride in you know so um tell me about because this is your avenue like tell me about what it took for you to become a man who understands the importance of family and you know relationship structure while still dealing with the responsibilities of what we as men deem to be real man stuff 
<laughs> yeah, man. You know, what's interesting is, and like I was saying earlier, depending on who you're with, I do believe that most most men, they get the idea of providing. And then when you have a woman that you're connected to and she and you are working and you are providing for your family, like I was saying earlier, she will support you. But as a man, when you don't understand the family dynamic, like uh, all the things that comes with children, um, understanding the things that she needs, sometimes it can be a, a, a difficult balance to try to have both. Now, for me, I have, you know, I have four kids. Mm-hmm. in the house and then I have my wife and she works too so when I'm leaving work and like like men we have to be in our box when I'm at work I'm in my work box mm-hmm. when I'm at home I have to be in my home box which means I need to turn off work and then I need to focus on my family but that comes with training from other men that comes from uh, for me personally uh having those mentors in your life to help you say, you know, this is, this is how you treat, you know, your wife, this is how you treat your kids. And when you have that structure, when you have that foundation, it helps make things easier. When you don't have that, that's when the challenge comes in because you might only go off of what you know or what culture tells you and everybody's home is different. So you have to know what works best for you and your family. And I, for something that works for me was I realized that when you know who you have, you operate in that vein. You operate that way because uh, my wife is all about being a go getter. So when I'm at work, she's she's like, that's what's up. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. you know, I, I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you working every day to take care of our family. So. At the end of the day, man, when you have when you're able to get outside of those boxes, when you in your work box, in your work box, when you get home, be fully engaged with your family. And I think that helps make them feel that much more important because you're giving them your undivided attention. Um, And then they don't trip as much. I don't think when you're going to work because it's like daddy has gave me his attention. Right, right. Because I think you go through life thinking that you have to only provide provide and profess and protect only to find out that you are doing this. Of course, of course, you're doing it with the motivation of the woman you love or the family that you love, but also you're not realizing that you don't know as well as you assume when it comes to their needs and responsibilities when you look at it in a much broader spectrum and all of your work um, that you do to provide and profess and protect, it feels undermined because very little attention is paid to the family. So it's almost like they don't even see that you're doing all of these things because you're not understanding that there's things that they need, which to them are much more important. And again, this comes from, the lack of like breeding and training as you stated from other men who are probably prioritizing responsibilities much more than they do family. And um, it's a hard pill for us now to swallow because a lot of us are 30, 
and 40 years old and still don't know how to pick responsibly in a relationship over the things that we tend to prioritize. So how would you handle discernment in this situation where you have to pick one or the other? It's like either the woman or the responsibility or the happiness of a a healthy and positive livelihood versus the means to just get by. Like, how do you discern in that space? I think now, are you talking in the sense of being married or being single? Cause I think that, I think that makes a big difference. Wow. Okay. Let's go there because a lot of us are shacking. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you know, um, that does make a very interesting um, turn in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you honestly believe that marriage affects the perspective of caretaking when it comes to two people who profess to love each other? I think um, I think there can be slight differences, but not enough to affect the way in which they handle each other, because it's like if it's there, if the care is there, if the responsibility to each other is there, it doesn't seem like it makes as much difference to their relationship if they're married because it's like the the tool or the resource was there regardless it's not like they're developing those skills while being in this space together and then eventually get to it it's like it's already there versus they kind of building or creating this within their relationship so like what what do you feel like the difference is between the two? I think when you're when you're single and like you like you say shacking, uh, when that's into play, your provision has to come first because the relationship can be broken at any given moment. You know, oh, she wow. can roll out. Wow. He can roll out. It just depends. They hey, this thing ain't working. You know, so you got to make sure that you're on your A game. Because if you're, if she leaves, you still got to work. Wow. You know? Wow. Okay. Now with marriage on the other end, very well, that person can roll out to your husband or your, or your wife, they can roll out, but there's so many more obstacles that they have to, that they have to overcome before they make that final decision. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? yeah. So that's so that makes a big difference because now this is when family comes into play and kids and all these other things because you really have to map this thing out if you marry. You're thinking, you know, oh, if you leave or you divorce, I gotta pay child support and all these other things. Now you start to think twice before you make a rational decision or irrational decision. Wow. That was that was dope that you were able to break that down because I wasn't even seeing it from that perspective because for me it's like it's a even more difficult task at hand knowing when to pick her over your own selfish needs so it's like there's there's that moment of you feeling like as a man there are things that are paramount to the way in which we live um there are um, certain there are certain steps that I take as a man to ensure that um, these bases are covered, even when the issue or obstacle is not present at this very moment. There's like ways that we defend ourselves because um, 
the mantras and adages that we have that communicate struggle are confused for pride. So like we'll say things like, you know, I did this on my own or I got it out the mud or, you know, what I'm saying blood, sweat and tears. And we don't we don't hear that we're translating an abusive process that we go through by ourselves to get to where we're potentially trying to be. And it kind of devalues the idea of partnership because those statements are so selfish. It's so self-centered. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we don't understand why it's so difficult because it's a selfish need to be able to provide without the assistance of somebody or to have your stuff together without supplement in a sense. And that's probably because um, our families and even our women have not shown us the, the correct treatment or the proper appreciation for who we are at face value. So it's like now we're shifting into this space where we believe that doing it our way is our pride or what makes us men when it's still very much selfish to those who we actually love and care for because it may be that time or that communication that you're speaking of that can honestly make the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a um, transparent moment. Cause I remember going through a divorce and even during that time of separation, I still had to work. Like, mm. I still had to provide, you know what I'm saying? I still had to do those things. So at the end of the day, it's really when you marry, and that's not taken away from if you just living with your boyfriend or girlfriend, because y'all might have kids. Mm -hmm. But from a marital perspective, before I made any rash decision, I had to really count the cost. Am I willing to pay uh, child support and alimony? So knowing that I'm working and I still have to pay these things, like there's a price to be paid going through a divorce. Wow. Yeah. So how did you man up for that? Like, you know, what told you what were, what was being told to you in this space where um, it's a potential do over because that, that is very much a part of why we're so firm on doing things our way too, because we're believing that we're protecting ourselves from the potential you know fallout or the breakup so it's like what do you do in those moments when you gotta double back to some hurt feelings to make a better decision Hmm. yeah i mean for me and this is one of the reasons why i i started to it's scary to remarry one of the reasons because as men we really don't have that outlet of being transparent about our feelings and right, what we're right. going through and making a decision because the only decision, the only input I got from friends, male friends was go date, you know, go have a whole phase, you know, go knock off as many women as possible. You've been married for X amount of years. This is kind of like go and do you. And I'm thinking that's, that's not going to help me and my growth process. Mm. Yeah, true. Around with multiple women, that's not going to help me. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to heal. But women, when they go through a divorce, they have girlfriends, they have their mom, 
they read books, they have girlfriend clubs, they have all these different things for women who go through a, the divorce process. But men, we don't have that. So that was one of the reasons I started the it's Scary to Remarry because I wanted to help my brothers as well. So how important do you feel like support is for a man, not only um in just the social settings, but also like spousal support, if there be any, you know, because um that's very true that, you know, whether in or out of love, it seems like the support systems that men have are not as firm or in place as the women you know, tend to have when the transitions are being made. So how important is support to you as a man? It's man is so important is and for our mental health, for our physical health, especially if we want to remarry, we have to make sure that we have a community of men in place. And I'm talking about from a healthy perspective where guys are willing to help you get on your feet. Maybe because if you're going through a divorce, like I had to pay child support and alimony, I had to pay both. And on top of that, starting over, like I was in struggle mode for a season because mm. I was starting my life over again. But I didn't have. And, and let me take that back. My brother, he helped me in the process. But at the same time, I knew he had his own family and he was doing what he had to do. But for the most part, I didn't really have you know, that much help. I just basically had to man up, if you will, and, and keep everything moving because I was starting over. Hmm. Wow. It's, um, I think, I think this is taking us into the um, next part of the ideas that we have and choosing between one or the other. There's a choice to be made as a man in terms of that phrase, one or the other. When it comes to knowing when you need help versus assuming that handling it on your own is how men handle things. Right. Because, again, if she's your woman and if she's for your good, she deserves priority in those challenging moments, too, of you deciding on how you handle things financially or how you handle things in terms of structure when it comes to the family, because. Why is it that we aren't comfortable in relationships depending on our supposed helpmates? Is this because we choose our partners based on what appeases us versus the help we know we need in reality? Mm. <laughs> man, let me say, let me tell you this, BJ. Pride is a killer, man. It is. Uh, it really is. Man, and you talking to somebody who I had to go to therapy for my pride, like <laughs> oh man, <laughs> because and and when you talk about childhood and growing up and and things of that nature, when I was growing up, I was always I always felt like I had to look out for myself. So and then and then a lot of times if I did ask for something, it came with a price. It wasn't just because. I love you. And and I had to learn, even if I was going to help somebody, if I don't have, if, if it comes with strings attached, don't even do it. So mm-hmm. if I give you something, then it's yours. I, I'm not going to tell you pay me back. 
because you're putting that person in debt to you. So that's what ended up happening to me as far as having pride, because I'm thinking I don't want nobody's help because I, I don't want this to come with strings attached. Wow. And that and that's something that you feel like relationships oftentimes do. Yeah, man. man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it I think it hurts men because and and correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of times men, we don't really get the help that we need because we're always supposed to be in the in a provider mode. So us asking for help, especially help from another man, that yeah. takes that takes some humility. But if you have a brother in your life who's like you could be transparent with and they always there for you man that's priceless yeah it really is yeah i think we um i think we need to address the fact that men will focus more on superficial in a relationship to compensate for traits we don't believe women to have in our best interests like we don't believe a woman to be a helpmate because we hear them say what they won't do for a man in need in the very beginning of us crossing mm. paths. You know, mm. like you'll hear a woman say, um, what's not acceptable from a man she's with, not knowing that she brings all of those things to the table in the very beginning. Um, you almost inherit what you give in that manner when you think about a woman's needs being at the forefront, like how do you think that you're going to have this guy do all of these amazing things for you and it not require something of you at any point, whether that be in the beginning, in the middle or the end? Like, I don't, I don't understand this idea or process, but this is something that men very well internalize too. So when she is of no use to you, when you have those needy moments without her realizing it, she made herself easier to abandon. Because mm -hmm. she doesn't possess the things that this man actually needs in those moments or times of need that he has where he honestly hasn't seen your worth. So it's like that needs to be spoken to as well, because even though this is something that someone is doing to us, we still have to be accountable for how we feel in those moments and communicate them the right way. And again, I didn't learn how to do it until I kept fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I kept not saying anything. And, you know, we come into these, you know, societal standards where it's like, a man is supposed to pay all of the bills and it's like, okay, but we live in times where it's not always easy to do that. Don't forget that you're a helpmate. Don't forget that you may not pay the majority, but it may be something like, don't forget that you're here to provide a certain level of assistance to me in the, the attempts to, you know, gather all of the resources. So it's like a conversation that definitely needs to be had. Where do you stand with responsibility in that way where the world tells you one thing and you kind of believe it and you know you believe it, but you still know being the sole breadwinner is hard? Of course. Yeah, man. I think, <clears throat> I think with the days and times that we live in, man, I think that 
thought process is antiquated and we we need to have a a shift in our thoughts now let me say this if i think my my thought process on money is this it's not how much you make it's how much you spend Mm -hmm. because i know people who making 45 50,000 a year frugal and they happy i know people who making six figures and they crime broke Mm. so i think it's about what you spend and saying all that i'm just saying that you know what's your lifestyle like how how do you plan on living because it really takes two incomes to make it nowadays yeah definitely it just yeah it just take two incomes now you can there's a possibility that if your wife want to be a stay-at-home mom or whatever because listen daycare is no joke i got mm-hmm. three of them in daycare okay wow. I, ain't gonna talk, I ain't gonna even tell you how much i'm paying a month in daycare wow <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's another show um but you you, you have to know what you want to do with your finances are we going to live off of you know if we both combine making a hundred k a year are we gonna live off of 70k a year and save the rest you know you Mm -hmm. just gotta have that communication man because we'll get caught up especially for men we'll get caught up in who's making what is she making more than me all this stuff and really you have to know it works for you and your household Mm. and if you have multiple streams of income things that's working for you you got to learn how to save, invest, like all those things, man. Because you, one thing you don't want to have is a marriage and you're always arguing about money. That's a, that's a killer. That would destroy a marriage. I think that's the second reason people divorce, I believe, hmm. is financial issues. Yeah. So, And then on top of that, women, they're out here getting it while they're single. They getting their degrees, their house. They cars, they they doing the thing. Most guys, I don't know what 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 we doing, you know. But for the most part, man, if you can, as as my mother in law would always say, praise God for two incomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you know? like we we will choose the money over our women, um, for not only the you know the idea of provision, but we don't also account for the fact that we truly feel like the finances is what actually secured the relationship to begin with. You know, um, there's a certain pride and moral integrity that we have to really pay attention to when it comes to the women that we choose, because for some of us, um, and this is by no means, uh, indirect shot at women, you know, to like, discreetly try to call them gold diggers or anything like that it's just what it is you know um a lot of us who are in these relationships don't realize that they're bogus because it was the finances that secured the relationship it wasn't that you were completely attentive and attractive to this person standing before you so this is usually why a man is driven by the money because honestly in his heart of hearts he knows that it took the money to get you Mm. that that's a very difficult one or the other decision that we have to make because again we'll we'll focus more on superficial 
when we don't believe them to have the things that we'll need in the long run. So at least I get to enjoy, you know, you having a big button breast for all of what I don't get out of the relationship. You know, um, if I got to stand alone with the financial responsibilities, if I'm supposed to be tough and man up when things get a little emotionally rocky, like all of these things that we have to deal with in spaces by ourselves for most of the time. That's what makes us overcompensate for more egotistical things, because it's like, well, what else do we have to gain if if our women don't necessarily understand that they're here for certain reasons as well? So it's a conversation that we don't really know how to have. And this is why we're doing it, because I think that like from, you know, the exposures that we have to each of our individual um, platforms, it's like we choose respect and honor and integrity over everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's where accountability starts. It's like I want to feel a certain type of way in making decisions in making choices and being happy and having a partner like I want to have a certain level of honor and respect in all areas before I decide to take responsibility for something or someone. And it's hard to make that choice when the world is telling you this is your job, no matter what. You know what? I want to say something real quick, because as you speak, this is really, really good. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Because I think with relationships, I, we go south when when women date guys who they might have gave away too much too soon to a guy. And as a man, he don't know how to steward that. Wow. If if, wow. if a woman is giving you 110%, unfortunately, most guys... They don't know how to steward her. And that's not saying that she's an object or a tool. But when a woman is giving you her world, when she's giving you everything, you you don't use that in a bad or mismanage that. So what happens is that very woman, when she gets married or when she get out of that relationship, that's why you got women who's like, I'm not going to be a builder bear woman or I'm not going to do because she's so burned from people that she gave too much to too soon. So whoever she's with after that, he has to fight tooth and nail just to prove to her that he's a good man and he want to help take care of her. Mm. You had a um you had told me at one time an analogy that you have for why men go to strip clubs. <laughs> and I want you to share that because that's going to take us into the respect and honor portion of the conversation. Like what was that ideal for you as to why men seem to find um, like peace and solace at a strip club? Man, because for one, they get the visual. Right. Right. <laughs> Number two, this this woman when she's talking to you and granted you trying to make it rain with the little change you have 
but she is making you feel like a million dollars and you're willing to give everything that you have while you at the strip club because she's stroking your ego so strong man it's almost kind of hard to recover from that and then you got guys who keep going to the strip club because they like man i need to be told i'm this or i need to be told i'm that women their psychology strippers their psychology they get it they understand i'm just trying to pump him up i'm just trying to make him feel like the man who he is and when you can get that at home man as a man you would give the world to your woman if you could get that at home but when guys when they go to strip clubs man they them women they telling them everything they want to hear and you just caught up in a moment because you didn't have a drink or two she fine uh-huh. and no better combination than somebody that you attracted to and they telling you everything that you want to hear so that brings us to um the most important part of um one over the other do you realize as a man because you're ve- you're absolutely right in terms of the idea of why men kind of like you know, linger in that space. Do you realize that there's a stripper in both sides of the spectrum when you talk about the the woman that he pays to go see versus the woman that he goes home to to build a family with? Because in both of those relationships, speaking to the example where um, we stated that for a lot of men, there's guys that understand that finances is what secured the relationship. You go in the strip club and finances is, is what secures that relationship too. <laughs> Man, that'll preach. <laughs> Man, listen, that will preach. That is. So now you have to. Now you have to pick between one of the other which these components have similarities you know do we know how to choose in terms of respect and honor from our partners versus being gratified and appreciated simply for what we do like how do you pick in that space because that's where a lot of our accountability goes south you think that because she's telling you that you are an amazing man and that you have all of these distinguished qualities that is because it's, it's who you are, not knowing that the amazing man is just the difference in the guys that she's dated. You're just a little bit more financially on point. You provide a little bit better than the last guy. You don't know that these compliments have nothing to do with who you truly are. Hmm. And this is in both home and second home, which is the strip club. (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah. We can go a lot of places with this. My God. For, for men, this is, let's, let's put me, let's put me under the microscope for a minute. One thing I had to deal with was, especially going through my first marriage, I had some insecurities and I did a lot of stuff just to get that approval. 
But now that I'm older and the second time around, I'm realizing that I don't need, even though my love language is, is uh, words of affirmation, you don't have to give that to me every single day. I just need to do what I need to do without the applause. Oh, okay. You know, uh, 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 Lady Gaga had that one song, you know, I, I, I do it for the applause. She like, I just need somebody, you know what I'm saying? I just need somebody to just pay me some attention for what I do. But for as a man, you have to get to that place where this is what I do without the applause. I don't I don't I don't need you to always try because that's a lot of work for a woman. Oh, true, true. That, true. That's a lot of work, man. And if she always got to bump you up. Example, um, sometimes my wife will write me a letter. She'll write me a letter and, and I'll see it and I'm like, damn. And I'll, I'll eat off that letter for weeks, man. I'll be thinking like, dang, like, that's what's up. She took some time in this crazy, busy social media world. And we got four kids in the house and she worked and she took some time to write me a letter. So I'm thinking, man, this is powerful. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I wasn't looking forward to that. But because she took the time to do it, it makes me want to do that much more for my family. Man, so I, I, I think that's I think a challenge. To, that is a challenge to see it that way. You know, it is. But I, but I've learned, BJ, that I have to be confident enough myself that without the applause, I'm still good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that takes work, man. It really does. But I realized that you can't put that burden on your, like your joy and who you are. You can't put that on a, another person. It's too much for them to bear. Yeah, it is. It is. I think your accountability in these circumstances truly makes a decision in your leadership to your relationship. There are so many instances where you will have to definitely choose one over the other, but so many of us being taught to experience as many instances or things or women as we can, we don't realize that that's what makes it hard for us to make the choices because we feed off of those, you know, gratifying or, you know, those appreciative moments without realizing that they do become addictive. Mm -hmm. And the minute that those, um, those feelings or those experiences subside, we practically vacate those spaces mm. because that that goal to have that pride and those morals and that integrity without the supplement of another person or other things in place is not there we don't we really don't take like self-inventory when we have to ask for one or the other two because there's a time where even with a partner you have to know when to choose yourself over your partner for all of what you've done for a person um they should be able to sustain the one moment where you choose yourself mm. you know what i'm saying like um That's accountability good. in that way of being able to handle yourself and the unit simultaneously and being in full knowledge of everyone's needs in detail like that to me is where um, my accountability lies. So I definitely know that when I make a decision to go buy me some gym shoes, 
I don't have nobody else to worry about because I did everything in terms of all of the of the ducks in a row. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's just small adjustments to um your emotional character about mm-hmm. how you feel about the things that you deal with that make the difference in how you respond to the needs of yourself and then your your family too. So mm-hmm. where and you that- are is hard to get to. Well, and this is this is something that I had to learn on my own because what happens <laughs> what happens when you don't have no money and you can't get to the strip club and they can't uh they can't tell you how amazing you are because you broke now. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah. gotta you have to have and this is something I, I've just learned in therapy. Like I have to make sure that Sean is good, that as a man, as a leader, I have to give love. You know what I'm saying? So, and I I always tell my wife that you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to be good. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't give to other people what you don't have. Yeah. So as a man, this is for me. This is just a me and my personal life. This is why um, studying my Bible is important. This is, you know, letting me know who I am and God. This is why I, I make sure that I exercise, try to make sure I take care of my health. This is why I meditate to try to make sure that I can recenter myself so I can give to my family. Because if, I, if I'm not confident in myself, if I'm not secure in myself, the worst thing you can do is get married and you and you insecure. Yeah, because, you know, um, marriage is like a, a forced institution a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not. And we honestly believe that, you know, getting married is like a co-signer almost. It's like somebody else signs up to take the responsibility of all your shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your credit score, everything. Everything. So it's like when we come into these relationships, it's like, okay, if this person is here through thick and thin, then they have to account for the 10 years prior that they weren't even in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like you... Mm-hmm. You don't look at relationships in such a way to where you understand that, okay, this this is still very much baggage from another previous relationship. Even if you're dealing with it now on your own, you know, you still have pre-existing issues that were created from a previous relationship that you now have to, you know, figure out on your own. And as you move forward, that needs to be communicated too, mm-hmm. you know. And, and can I say something about that? That you're hitting on so many points. We we have to, as men, and hear me when I say this: we really have to be careful about the the women we decide to date and what we choose to do with them, because whoever I hurt. The next man have to deal with her hurt from me. Mm, now you pissed at me. You don't even know me, but you pissed because she haven't totally processed her hurt from me because I done her wrong because I was insecure. So now you got to deal with her her drama and you pissed. So this is why I think as men, we have to be careful. We, and this is being totally unselfish that 
this relationship might not work. Let me be careful on the people that I decide to date or whoever I decide to be with because whoever BJ gonna be, whoever BJ decides to be with, BJ has to deal with some other man crap. Yeah, that's a totally different level of accountability, though. It is, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's I mean, it's just something to think about that you know when you talk about. Um, women and baggage because I had to learn too and I'm BJ I maybe learned this about a year ago can you give the person you're with a blank canvas can you allow can you not bring any of your painted picture of your life into this relationship and not project past hurts on this person like I, we are all we should all be allowed whenever we start a relationship to give this person a blank canvas and if you can't give that person a blank canvas you really have to do some internal work because it's not fair to the person you're with for you to throw all your baggage on this person it's not fair it's not fair to them it's not fair to you yeah yeah as much as we would like to believe that it's possible um, many of us don't even know how to deal in that space because yeah. um, baggage is acceptable um, when it comes to showing up to someone new. It's like we we kind of allow it. It's like everybody has baggage. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, you know, but everybody doesn't have to currently be dealing with the baggage while they're getting to know me. Like, do you need the time to sort those bags out before we get to know each other like that's a conversation like don't mm. just assume that i'm just here for whatever you're bringing to the table and that's in most cases where we find ourselves as men choosing women who are you know courted so much that they think that so much of who they are and even the the poor decision making or the poor choices that they make are okay because somebody else is going to clean up the mess mm. because that's the way in which society paints the narrative. It's like, well, you're the woman and he's the man and you'll hear those statements made, but there's nothing that distinguishes. Okay. This is what that man does in this space, or this is what this woman does in this space. So we're just left to assume it's like, well, he's the man. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Is is he supposed to be mistreated just because he's the man? Is he supposed to be strong enough to deal with the fact that you're still hurting over a man that's not even at the table paying for your dinner? Mm. Like, is that, like, what does this mean at the end of the day? So it's like we have to really clear up a lot of these vague statements that we're making that's allowing us to pay it forward for men who come after us when we decide that we're not dealing with this person anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? It, yeah. And then I think that's more into finding people better the way, you know, leaving people better than the way you left them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Can you, you know, can, can you still be cool with the ex? Um, can you apologize to an ex about what you've done wrong or vice versa? It, it don't have to be gender specific. It can be either or, you know, can you be grown? Because look, man, even with my ex-wife, I was like, look, 
I was immature. There was a lot of messed up. I there was some growing I needed to do. I was 24 when we got married. Like I put it out there for my and to clear my own headspace to apologize to her, to let her know this is where I screwed up. Hmm. And I believe and my, my wife now, she even tells me, she said, you know, one of the reasons I fell in love with you was because you never threw your ex-wife under the bus. She's like, you never talked bad about her. And I could really appreciate that because sometimes we get to talking to people and we they know, oh, she was crazy and he was this. And it's like what you're going accountable, what you're going to be accountable for. Yeah. 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 Which is tough, you know, it's tough because yeah. um a lot of the a lot of the transparency that we have in those moments of slander are still true. You know, mm-hmm. um it's still very much the truth, at least the you know, your side of the truth, you know. So I definitely understand what that feels like to be caught up in your emotions and just want to get those things out. But you're right, you know accountability is always in question no matter what it is that you're going through when you're a man and this conversation if you were to get anything from this conversation as a listener it basically details that accountability has a lot to do with your leadership skills how do you direct yourself in times of trial and error and how are you going to navigate your family away from those trials and errors that you go through on a daily to make sure that they're in the safe or the best positive condition. Like it's, it's a lot of love in this area of leadership to be gained because a lot of us are not showing that in our potentials. So women don't have those, those feelings that they used to have where it's like, you know, she writing your name on a notebook just because because she just want to see what her name look like with your last name attached like she don't have that you know that feeling to you know to be like swept off her feet because you don't have the communication or the development that's needed to put her in that space and it's not your fault this is why us as brothers are taking responsibility for our brothers to get us to where we need to be you know it's just a part of a much greater conversation and i'm just you know lucky or fortunate to be able to have it because it's not it's not something i had when you know i was in my trial and error you know of my ways it's just not it's just not there you know and we all have issues man we all have things we working through you know no no one is immune to the struggle yeah, uh, I think it's really about, like you said, the accountability, because we live in a day and age, BJ, where people, uh, what is that people always say? Uh, Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm like, look, if the shoe fit, man, <laughs> facts, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the day and age that we live in where no one really wants to take accountability. And I really believe that culture will change when men change. When we make the change, and it's no knock against women, women do what they can do. But if we want to see a change in culture, it's going to start with us. Mm. I agree. I truly agree. I think that we do have the the skill set and the wherewithal to usher in 
that drastic change. Um, mm-hmm. But what we're also seeing now in, um, you know, the country's climate is that um, it is time for us to understand that our women are still very much important to the vision that needs to be cultivated and, you know, displayed to the younger generation. We're going to see what it's like for the first time to have a woman in the White House. You know what I'm saying? And it's time for us to learn um, the importance and the significance of women. And speaking directly to us as black men, that is highlighted almost a hundred times over because we have to see this in our black women, you know, of course, now more than we probably thought we would ever. We have to like really open our eyes to who and what they are and the powers that they're very much capable of is going to change the way that we see life going Mm -hmm. forward. We have so much to look forward to and learning versus experiencing, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. And um, I'm just hoping that my brothers that are listening are, you know, preparing themselves to um, get prepared for those moments where we're going to see women really take charge and really own their positions you know mm-hmm. this just solidified that they not going nowhere <laughs> right <laughs> they are here to stay and um it's just imperative for us to know how to you know treat and care for them while they're here so i'm just grateful for you brother to you know come through and really had this phenomenal conversation i really think this is the great way this is a great way to start off the ability series because we're going to start with accountability that seems to be the first thing you hear whenever a woman tells you you know you need to get your shit together so it's like you know be accountable and um following this conversation that we're going to title one or the other um there's going to be some additional men to come through and have another piece or another side of this accountability um, issue. So we're going to just kind of deal with some issues where men need to be either aware or accountable. So um, thank you again to my good brother, Sean Heineman, for coming through and sharing his wisdom and knowledge on such very touchy subjects, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, man, this is man. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Uh, thanks for having the courage to do this. Because a lot of people, a lot of brothers won't do it, man. And uh, I appreciate you taking that step forward to make a change. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my platform is all about. You know, changing the narratives as much as we can so that people can grow into the changes that they need to make in their lives. So that's what, you know, that's what my platform is prided on. So I appreciate you for seeing that and what I'm doing. It's just a part of my work. Yes, sir. So um, just take a few seconds to um, tell everybody about yourself and your platform so that those who are listening to this can um, follow and subscribe to everything that you're doing with your YouTube and um, social media, because it's very important that they continue from here to the information that you provide individually on your platform. So just go ahead and, you know, gash yourself up right quick. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Sean Heineman here is you can find me on social media on Instagram at it's scary to be Mary. You could just type that in. You'll find me there. YouTube, the same thing. It's scary to be Mary. 
you can find me there and on Facebook, uh, you'll find my name, Sean Heineman there. Um, but those are really where I'm just at right now. I'll just really focus on those two platforms, two or three platforms. And I'm really all about helping those who've been through a divorce, especially with men, that if you decide to marry again, it might be scary, but it's going to cost you something. But the payoff is great in the end uh, if you're willing to step out of fear and into your future. So uh, that's what I'm all about, man. I'm all about healthy relationships. Yeah, man. So definitely if you are into um, redemption in terms of relationship and redetermination that um, you would like to inspire yourself to have to just move forward with this new young lady that you know deserve the same thing as the woman that scorns you. You know, that's definitely a platform for you to um, adjust yourself and get a healthy center. Um, definitely subscribe, follow, keep in touch with everything that's going on over there. If you just so happen to want to follow me, the host of Change the Subject, you could do that at DergoBJ. That is D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The subject change is the Instagram page. We do have emails, um, one of which is for the show that you can send any emails pertaining to this or anything else. Um, that's changed subject, C-H-A-N-G-E-D subject at gmail.com. And um, if you're like specifically um, having any questions, comments in terms of women, um, that usually goes to the teach me how to love you better email, which is loveletters115 at gmail.com. Um, use either of those two means to communicate anything that you think, whether that's questions, comments, show topics, whether you agree, disagree, however you feel, those are um, means to get in touch with me um, if you plan to um, express yourself. So definitely get in touch with us. We are very open, honest, um, very friendly. So, I mean, any questions, um, we pretty much here to answer. And this will take you, you know, to the places or the the mental spaces that you would need to be in in order for you to move yourself forward. And we're definitely here for you in that process. So um, thank you guys and girls so much for tuning in to part one of the accountability series that we're going to call one or the other. I will see you guys again in a week. Peace and blessings.